Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Nice Job, Painter Marketing Pros, and APC. Welcome to the Painter Marketing Mastermind Podcast, a show created to help painting company owners build a thriving painting business that does well over $1 million in annual revenue. I'm your host, Brandon Pierpont, founder of Painter Marketing Pros and creator of the popular PCA educational series, Learn, Do, Grow, Marketing for Painters. In each episode, I'll be sharing proven tips, strategies, and processes from leading experts in the industry on how they found success in their painting business. We will be interviewing owners of the most successful painting companies in North America and learning from their experiences. In this series titled People Make Dream Businesses, Jason Phillips of Phillips Home Improvements will be discussing how to escape contractor prison and build the painting company of your dreams. It is a six-part series. In this episode, episode one, Jason will be discussing key one to escaping contractor prison, true leadership in your painting company. In episode two, Jason will cover key two to escaping contractor prison, building a highly effective team. In episode three, Jason will deep dive into key three to escaping contractor prison, creating and implementing efficient systems. In episode four, Jason will discuss how your painting company needs to market itself for long-term and big-time growth. In episode five, Jason will elaborate on the DISC personality assessment and how to use it to ensure you have the right people in the right seats. And in the final episode of this series, episode six, Jason will take a deep dive into motivators. How do you get everyone excited and motivated to help your painting company grow and succeed? If you want to ask Jason questions related to anything in this podcast series, you can do so on our exclusive Painter Marketing Mastermind podcast forum on Facebook. Just search for Painter Marketing Mastermind Podcast Forum on Facebook and request to join the group or type in the URL facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Painter Marketing Mastermind. Again, that URL is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Painter Marketing Mastermind. There you can ask questions, Jason questions directly by tagging him with your question so you can see how anything discussed here applies to your particular painting company. Jason is a return guest from season two of the Painter Marketing Mastermind Podcast. Jason. Thank you for agreeing to return to the show and conduct this series for us. Brandon, I'm excited about it. We're talking today about a, a subject that's near and dear to my heart, leadership. 100%. Yeah. So I haven't always been a, I haven't always been a, uh, a great leader. Not that I'm saying I am a great leader, but I've been a bad leader at you're times. Pretty great. You're a pretty great leader. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm an enthusiast. Humility. I'm a student and I'm an enthusiast. So, uh, but you know, there's a lot of guys who, who may not see the value of leadership, especially when you're, you know, when, when you're an owner operator, your company is a little smaller and you're dealing with uh, a lot of problems of uh, what I would like to say, making the widget. You're in that phase one where you're on the job site, maybe you're painting, you're doing the sales, you're doing basically everything. And, uh, you know, as your company grows, it will quickly become apparent the need for leadership. And if you can get ahead of that curve, uh, 
you can you can do what I didn't do and <laughs> avoid a lot of headaches along the way. But you know, today, today, this day and age, uh, my mission, Brandon, is is to lead, inspire, and empower business owners like your listeners to become better leaders so that they can discover and live life with purpose beyond running their business. Yeah. But, but unfortunately, too many, you know, as we've talked uh, before on, on, on podcast before, too many business owners are locked up in contractor prison. Sure. And uh, hey, can we do a little role play real quick? Uh, yeah, yeah, man. Ring, 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 ring me. Ring, 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 ring. Welcome to contractor or hello and thank you for calling contractor prison painting where we do great work, but our owner operator, his life is a mess. Matter of fact, he doesn't even have a life. This is warden soul crusher. How may I direct your call? Oh my goodness. And, and that's the that's brutal, the but story. true. That's the true story for too many. Yeah. It's and, a truth and, you know, some of, uh, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of business owners are fast paced and they work well under pressure. They yep. work well under pressure and, but that's not scalable. It's not scalable. And if, and if you're one of these guys or gals who loves getting up on the ladder and painting and you love, the, you love to work with your hands. It's beautiful. It's a skill that I don't have. That's wonderful. But there's going to come a day when your knees hurt, your back aches, and you don't want to climb that ladder anymore. How are you going to keep paying the bills? Yep. And so you know, leadership is important. There's, there's three keys that uh, will get you out of this contractor prison. Contractor prison is means you're a slave to your business. You don't have time or money, and you definitely don't have freedom. And one is to become a better leader, what we're talking about today. Two is to build a team of people. And three is to implement these simple, able systems. And, you know, your, your business, it's, 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 it's like a raging fire. And it's hungry for more fuel. And that fuel is your time and your life. Yeah, and, man, uh, that's you know, brutal. but so, so that, that raging fire can either be a hell that you burn up in or can, or it can be used to boil water and boiling water. We all know what that makes steam, steam fires, uh, energy plants, locomotives, and, it cooks up good things too, right? And so your business can also provide you with time, money, and freedom if you do things right. Now, I did a lot of things wrong and I learned the hard way, okay, a long time ago, and I eventually figured it out and I've, I've paired up with some people that were ahead of me to learn. And I'm hoping that, uh, Brandon, your listeners, uh, through through your podcast and through all your guests and, and through through the message that I have to give, can stand on our shoulders and not have to make the mistakes that we made and learn and grow and build bigger and greater businesses beyond, you know, beyond what I've done for sure. Jason, I want to point out a, a couple of things, kind of random things. I'm going to point out a couple of random things. One is your shirt's absolutely, absolutely killer. So most of our listeners are streaming this on audio. If you have the chance to look at the video, please look at it because Jason's wearing the coolest shirt that I, I've ever seen him wearing. And he's already, he's already famous for his shirts. Number two is your background. Um, is killer dude. I love it. I feel like I'm at uh I'm at a casino or something, but it's getting me very excited. So check out the video because Jason is producing quite a show here uh, and I'm loving it, but I want to push you and you've always been a good sport and I appreciate that. And you're humble, uh, which makes you just a phenomenal guest because you're knowledgeable, but humble. You said you did it wrong. You, you did it wrong in the beginning. You were not a good leader. 
I want to know, what do you mean by that? What'd that look like? What'd that cost you? Because there are probably a lot of people listening who, who don't really know how to be a good leader. So let's start with what you did wrong. So the, the cost of the thing, the type of things I did wrong, it cost me time. It cost me money. It cost me freedom. It also cost me some relationships. Um, you know, early on, uh, when I, when I started and I hired the wrong people, like we'd like put a, a mirror under their nose and if the mirror fogged up, they had a job. <laughs> that, was, that was all you needed, a body. Yep. yep. A warm body. Throw a those warm body. bodies out there, right? Yeah. And uh, that created a lot of problems. So one, I, I paired myself up with, uh, with the wrong people. I'm not saying bad people, I'm saying wrong people. There's a difference between the, it's between important. bad people and the wrong people. And I talk about that in one of my recent blog posts, if anybody wants to check it out. But the the uh, not creating environments with a shared vision um, and not building people. Okay. And you know, I, I like to think of myself as a as a as a person of integrity. However, I'm not perfect. I've made a lot of mistakes. And your employees see those things. They see those things. And so, uh, but, but a lot of the mistakes I've made have not necessarily been, you know, ethical or integrity, but it's, it's, it's not understanding how to truly lead people and how to build a team. Yeah. And even, even on my, my key number three, simple systems, which we'll talk about later, not building the right type of systems for, for, for my team. And so, you know, what, what, what is, you know, what is leadership? Very simply, leadership is is influence. And you can think about that as, well, I'm going to influence people to do what I want them to do. And I'm going to make them like it. And, yeah. and that can be selfish, okay? That can be a very selfish thing to do, and that's disingenuous. Sure. And eventually, people are going to see right through that. But, you know, as, as leaders, as, as business owners, if, if we want to scale our business, we have to get results through the actions and behaviors of others. And we want it, we want to gain that enthusiastic cooperation with them, right? Yep. Now, you know what? So, but why is leadership important? Well, if we want to be, if 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 we want to be a one man show, maybe leadership is not for you. For all the rest of us out there, we cannot accomplish what we want to accomplish without leadership, without becoming a better leader. And nobody starts off as a great leader. And every master was once a disaster. That goes for everything in leadership as well. Okay. So unfortunately we have to learn, we have to iterate and we have to get better, but, but leadership is so important. You know, gosh, even the Bible talks about, it says where there's no vision, people perish. Well, where there's no vision in your company, the people are going to disappear and they're going to go work for a company that has a vision that they can get on board with. And so you know, leadership is is vital, and you may be at the point where you where you feel the urge to become a better leader, or you may think of leadership as this this nebulous thing out there that doesn't have any application in your business to where you're at right now. And I understand if you're you know if if, if you're climbing the ladder or you're running the sales calls, you don't have a lot of time to think about becoming a better leader and knowing the difference between a boss and a leader. You don't necessarily have the time to do that. But we have to get a vision that's beyond our our day-to-day -day and our week-to-week. 
We've got to pull our head up above the clouds so we can see the horizon. Yeah. And that's one of the things we have to do as, as leaders is, is, is look further than others. You know, your frontline employees, they're prob they, they can probably better barely see past this week's paycheck. Think about that. And when, when you can start looking further on, you can navigate things better. And that's what leadership is about. You know, leadership is, is, is about having a vision. Leadership is where we're going and why we want to go there, why we should go there. It's leadership is, is talking about the where and the why. Yeah. And then there's managing or management is the, what are we going to do to, what are we going to do to make that happen? How are we going to get there? That's the, the, the leadership versus management. And there are two different skill sets. And typically there are two different personality types, leaders and managers. You need both in your company. I think that's huge too. You know, the, the leader being the, the, where, where are we going? The why? And I think oftentimes people confuse the what, how are we going to get there? What are we going to do day to day, week to week, month to month um, as being a leader? But that's really, that's really an implementer, right? That's a manager. That's something yes. people kind of, I also want to circle back before we get too far off. You said that your blog article was about hiring the wrong people, not bad people, but the wrong people. Is that right? Yeah. So my, uh, I just recently published a blog and it's, and it's, uh, uh, do you have the right people on your team? Right. Okay. So we're going to link to that blog in this description. So anyone listening is going to be able to actually connect right to that to make that easy. Yeah, that would be great. Okay. Now I want to, I want to know kind of, you know, you were, you were losing people, right? Some relationships are being severed. Um, people were kind of falling off because they weren't, they weren't aligned with the vision or maybe there wasn't a clear vision. What, what cued you into the fact that, Hey, I'm, I'm messing up here. I'm not the leader that I need to be. Well, you know, a lot of times when we, when we, when we're early on, we're like, Hey, come join me. We're going to make a lot of money. Right. It's just selling the money. And, and so, so that's, you know, that's valuable. Hey, we, we do need to, we do, we do need to make money. People do need to eat. Yeah. But that also will create an environment where everybody is selfish and it's only about what's in it for me. W I I F M what's in it for me. And there's no shared vision to push the to push the business forward. And people are only only going to do things in the company's best interest if it's also in their best interest. Now, when you have when when you have a great team, the right teammates, the right vision, the right culture, and right values, you'll see that there are people that will give up things or make decisions that may cause them more headache, more work cost them personally money, but they see that it's for the benefit of the team and they care about the team, not just because they care about putting money in the owner's pocket, but they want to have a healthy company because they see their career being there for a long time. Jason, I'm going to push you on this. I only do it because I know you're a good sport. Push so me. Push, I push you even harder. You know, I push everybody, but I push you even harder. I think um, you might not be able to think of one off the top of your head. I, I would honestly be kind of shocked if you could, but I want to see if there's anything, any kind of example to bring this down at street level, right? So any, anyone can can kind of relate to it. Is there any example you can think of where an employee has has maybe taken a personal hit or or has kind of made a personal sacrifice of some kind um, for the team? Oh, I I can think of a number of them. Let, let me tell you, uh, on on a on a big level, COVID hit. 
Okay. And we were, we were going, we were, you know, business just dip tanked, right? We didn't have to close our doors, but my leaders came to me and said, Hey, Jason, so we can retain uh, our team. We want to take a pay cut. Oh, wow. And they took a very significant pay cut. That's an unbelievable example. A very significant pay cut to, to make, to, to keep other, to keep the team together. That was their idea to take the pay cut. That was their idea. Wow. Okay. And um, occasionally uh, we have uh, a team member has a family crisis and they need to take some time off. And we have other teammates working overtime, picking up the slack that was left, filling the gap. But when it's scenarios like commissions are involved or incentives are involved, that person that's out still gets the incentive. They're working for that person's benefit instead of saying, oh, well, you were out and I had to do this. This is, you know, this is my money. So those are, that happens every time we have a team member out. They this is that. next level. This is next level stuff, man. And it's just, it, it, they constantly, they constantly blow me away. I, I am surrounded by so many amazing people, people I know, people I know that have my back. And it's not, it's not that I need people to have my back. We have each other's back. And as yeah. a team, that's, that's, that's invaluable. That's invaluable. It's those type of things that make me sleep at night, very sound and peacefully. That's incredible. So let, let's talk about your vision, right? Your company's vision, what everyone is, is focused on that's, that's this higher than self purpose. Okay, so our long-term vision is to waltz across the state of Texas and be the premier home improvement company in the state of Texas. That is our vision. We do we do painting. We started in painting. We also do a lot of roofing, and we do you know gutters and uh, we do a little bit of windows and doors. But uh, our our primary main business is painting and roofing, residentially, interior, exterior, painting, and roofing. So, so uh, that's our vision is to do that. Yeah. Now, what we're going to do to achieve that is we're going to do what we call double wow, double pow. That means we're going to create a wow culture with a thriving team that's measurable. We're going to wow our clients with best in class service. And we're going to make double digit profits and double digit growth. That's our double wow and our double pow. That's our vision or that's, that's, that's our mission, how we're going to get to achieve our vision. Wow. Double wow, double pow. You guys made that up? Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I, I feel like I'm just going to, you have so many things that I just want to take, you know, I don't know up. if we, I don't know if we talked about team Ali before, but, um, and I've written about this as well, but, you know, I'm my I'm passionate about leadership. I'm passionate about ethics in business. I'm passionate about company culture. Uh, a, there's a whole bundle of things that I'm very passionate about, and they all end up revolving around people, the subject of people. Yeah. But uh, on our team, we 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 care for each other like a like a family, and we position each other and work for results like a team. And we squish those two words together 
and we call them Timali. And that's who we are, is Timali. There's so a blog your, about that as well. <laughs> what, what is your, um, man, what is your onboard process? Like, how do you, you know, when you, when you have a new potential employee coming to you, is this stuff you're addressing on day one? Is, is this like, hey, we're not your normal company. This, this is what makes us pretty unique. Or how are you approaching that? Oh, without, without a doubt. So um, I have a hiring manager. Um, it's one of the hats that, that she wears, Jennifer. And um, she is constantly uh, advertising, networking, recruiting, interviewing, 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 and uh, really vetting, vetting candidates. Now, having said that, you know, just because you do all this vetting, it still does. There's no guarantee. All you're doing is increasing the odds. You know, at, at the end of the day, you know, you're going to hire their resume, but you're going to end up with them. That's what you're going to get at the end of the day. And so uh, I have a little joke with our VP. He and I have a great relationship. And one day, one day he, he messed up on something, you know, and I was, I was razzing him. I said, you know, I said, I hired your resume, but unfortunately what I got was you. That's funny. <laughs> and it's just, that's just, that's a joke. But, but in reality, that's truth. We, we hire people based on their resume and maybe a few references and, and an hour or uh, in a couple of different interviews, very, very little data, you know, and, and they're going to do their best uh, sales presentation at the interview with their resume. Yep. The resume is the highlights of their life, you know, and after you work with them, you get to know who they really are after sure. a time. Right. So, uh, but yes, the, the, the culture and, and bringing that on, we address that from day one and our candidates constantly tell us, uh, from day one, they're like, I knew this place was different when I walked in the door, the atmosphere here, not, okay. Not the, not, not the look of the office. And I'm going to, I'm going to be honest right now. We're in between offices We're we we're about to move into within the next couple of weeks, our new building. And in the meantime, uh, we we moved into a smaller building we call, re refer to uh, as the sardine can. It's a little metal building. Everybody's working nice. close. Okay. And I kid you not, our interviewing happens in the kitchen. Oh, wow. Nice. In the kitchen. Okay. And uh, during this time, this is how amazing my team is. During this time where we are squished, working on top of each other, I don't even have a desk, okay, there. We won the best places to work in North Texas <laughs> so by fun. the Dallas Business Journal, okay? And Do you guys don't have a ping pong table in there? No, we don't have sleeping pods, none of that. No. <laughs> okay, we have a picnic table outside. And uh, that was that was nice during August when it was, you know, 180 degrees in Texas. But but it's it's it really is about the culture and people. I know we're getting a little off topic here, but lead, one of the one of the primary things leaders need to do is to develop and champion and guard the culture. And so uh, our, our culture is is amazing. And I have I I. This is a story for an, for another time, Brandon. But in 2016, I remodeled my company, scraped it almost to the ground, and started over because I didn't have I didn't have a foundation of trust. We had we had made a lot of money, we had won a lot of awards, 
okay? But I wasn't sleeping well at night because I had people that were out for themselves, people who were taking more than they were giving. And I wasn't, I'm not blaming them, okay? I'm blaming me and my, my lack of leadership excellence. And so we, maybe we can talk about that another day, but uh, yeah, it was, it was, a it was quite a tumultuous time. And uh, I've, I've got some amazing leaders that, uh, that has stuck with me through it. And uh, it's, it's, it's been wonderful, but, you know, back on, back on the subject of, of leadership specifically, you know, we have to ask this question, you're, you're talking about HR, you know, Ultimately, it comes down to trust. Trust is the currency of business. Trust is the currency of relationships, of every relationship in your life. And it's the, and it's the, it's the currency of leadership as well. And so, you know, when you hire someone, you're trusting them and they're trusting you. They're trusting you with their hopes and you're trusting them with hopes as well, right? And so, uh, you know, one of the things that, that great leaders do is is they build they build trust and you know for for everybody listening here today ask yourself would i work for me am i trustworthy it's one thing it's one thing for for you to truly be worth trust it's also another thing for your people to perceive that you're trustworthy there's a difference yeah you want your people to trust you right and you want to be trustworthy and you know, but great leaders, they're trustworthy, they're ethical, they're they're truthful, they're transparent, okay? Uh, they're credible, they're caring. Those are just some characteristics of great leaders. And, uh, you know, it's easy for me back in my day to just turn into demanding boss guy. Yeah. Okay, go get this done. And, you know, we, you have to be strong as a leader. You have to make hard decisions as a leader, okay? But, and people will stick with you when there's trust and credibility. And, you know, the the idea that, that trust, and I've written extensively on all of these subjects. So if anybody wants to just dig in more, you can read my blogs and uh, the, you can actually listen to them as well if you care to. Uh, but trust is a matter of the heart. What's your, Jason, what's your, let's just list it here or let, let's just verbally say it. What's your website? Where can they go check this out? Okay. The best place to go to connect with me, and it's a link right there. If you just go to jasonwphillips.bio, B-I-O, it's just my bio page, has a link to my blog, has a link to some other resources we may we may talk about here. It's a great place. It has all of my social links, my YouTube, my LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, all that. So if anybody Jason wants to connect, Phillips. I'd love to connect with you guys. Okay, perfect. Thanks, man. Um, so I want to I want to kind of dive into the the minutia here, I guess. So let's say that, that people are listening because you're pitching, not pitching, you're presenting, right? You're demonstrating, you're showing this this pretty lofty goal, you know. For people, for a lot of people, this almost sounds too good to be true, right? Employees coming in and proposing their own pay cut, employees really almost working for each other, right? In in a in a pretty big and successful company. Um, and then being voted best place to work uh, when it wouldn't really look like the best place to work, right? From from the actual facility standpoint. 100%. Um, how, how do you start, right? For somebody listening, man, like, man, that's a dream. I would love to have that. I'm nowhere near 
um, Phillips Home Improvement size. I, I don't have those kinds of resources. I don't have a huge team yet, but I'd love to start today building that trust, credibility, being that leader that my team needs. What's step one? Well, step one is a shift of mindset that that it leadership starts with you. And if you want to build that culture, okay, we're farming here. We're running a marathon. We're not running a sprint. And you're not going to do it overnight. Chances are there's a lot of there's there's a lot of listeners who have hired warm bodies. Maybe they're people that do the job, but maybe they don't share your values. They don't fit well within your culture. Maybe you've got some prima donnas on your team that you feel like have you have you locked up? You can't you can't fire them because they get too much production done or drive too much revenue. Okay. And you can't correct them. There's all these different, there's all these different situations and it's going to, it's going to be built and changed. This shift, this growth is going to happen one grain of sand at a time. And it's going to be uh, one, you need to grow as a leader Two, And there's specific things you can do to grow as a leader. We can talk about those. And two, you need to exemplify the traits of trustworthy, credible leaders. And, you know, if we talk about, uh, you know, being ethical, let's talk about some things that maybe bad leaders do, things that are going to destroy trust in your, in your company. Let's just use an obvious one, um, which no one is, no one, no one that's listening would do this. A customer gives you a deposit and you run off with it and block their number. <laughs> Obviously. Right. Yeah. Okay. Are your employees going to see you do that? Most likely. Are they going to trust you once they see you do that to a client? No. How about how about how about a how about a more uh, a more benign one? Might seem benign, harmless. Let's water down that paint so we don't have to make a uh, an extra trip to the store to buy a gallon so we can finish this job before dark. How about that? How about let's um, let's just hurry up and get the check from this customer so we can get out of here. And I hope they don't notice that we missed that spot over there because I've already got the 36 foot ladder loaded on the truck and the paintbrushes are cleaned out. And I just noticed that spot. Your employees are going to see the decision you make in that moment. And I think a lot of people don't really think about that. They're, they're focused obviously from a customer standpoint, that's problematic, but that's all they're focused on. They're not realizing yeah. they're actually eroding trust within their own team as well. Exactly. How about another one? Um, we, we sold them, um, Emerald or we sold them resilience, whatever mm -hmm. we go to the store. They don't have it in stock. They're going to give us super paint. Mm -hmm. Are we going to tell the customer we can have a conversation? Are we going to drive across, across town to get the paint? We promised them. What are we going to do? And, you know, trust says, I trust you. I trust your intentions. To make, to, to, I'm putting my heart in your hands. And I trust that you're going to make good decisions with my job and with our company, with the team I'm joined. And then credibility is really about your follow through. It's about, do you follow through on those things? And there's, there's a lot of great leaders that are great talkers. Okay. They're really good at inspiring people, but they're, they're terrible at follow through. And when, when you don't follow through, you slowly, the very people that love you are going to slowly start to disrespect you. It'll start by 
They're going to make mistakes or they're going to cover for you and they're going to make excuses for you. But eventually that's going to turn into you're going to, they're going to be disillusioned. And in no world are disillusioned employees going to get great results for your team. In no world are disillusioned employees going to thrill your customers. And this is not about entertaining employees. And this is not about catering to everything they want. This is about building a thriving culture where people love working for results. They love working for you together for toward the vision, doing the down and dirty work. They don't care that it's down and dirty work because they know it needs to be done. So this is not about sleeping pods and ping pong tables. Okay. And unlimited vacation. Yeah. It's not about that. Those, those are, by the way, those type of things are quickly evaporating in the, in the tech world, in the corporate world. It got pretty popular there for a minute. Yep. It was the flavor of the month yeah, or yeah. of the year, whatever. Okay. But it, at the end of the day, people want to use their skills. They want to make a difference and they want to do it for a team, a company and a leader that's going places. That's what they want. Yeah. I love that, man. People want to have that higher purpose and stuff. They don't want to, they don't want a job. They want a purpose. You know, otherwise, yes. just trading time for money, that's really depressing. That's a depressing thought. You know, if you think about this, look, we're painting houses. That's not glorious. We're, we're, you know, it's, we're not, we're not ending world hunger. We're not curing cancer. Okay. We're not doing that. Yeah. But what are we doing? Okay. People live in a home that's part of the American dream. They give their blood, sweat, and tears for these homes. They pay taxes that now these homes aren't built like the great pyramids and, you know, last for thousands of years. The, 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 the weather, the elements, we, we, we personify this in our business as deterioration, kind of like scrubbing bubbles. Deterioration is, is, is the enemy of the homeowner and it's, and it's taking the homeowner's peace away when they try to sleep at night, just like a faucet dripping. What if it's raining and you hear dripping water in your attic? Or you walk up to your door and you see peeling, rotted, uh, broken caulking, peeling paint, rotting wood, things like that. If those things eat away at a homeowner's peace of mind in the very place that they should call sanctuary. Okay. And when we come in and we help them fix these things, we partner with them in renewing and restoring their home. We're doing something very important. And, and my team gets that. We're not just painting for a bunch of picky people. So we can hurry up and get the paycheck and get out of there. If that's the environment we got, we're never going to go very far. Yeah. Yeah, man, I love that. I want to circle back. I know you said we'll, we'll save it for another time, but if you're up for it, I would love to learn a little bit more about 2016, right? For people who are listening, who are, who are you know what, 2023 is here. Um, you know, maybe they are a little bit farther along in their journey, but but they realize that they maybe want to consider making a change. What, what kind of prompted you to make that? And then what did that look like? It sounds like it was, it was somewhat painful. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I, uh, I really felt the reason I, the reason I started my business was to make a difference in the lives of people and which that's, that is in itself is another story, but I felt that I needed to, um, create an environment where we could touch more lives. And the lives are not just the clients and the people in the community that we serve. They're the teams, the employees, the people that we spend 
eight plus hours a day with. Right. We, we, we spend more, more, a lot of times more time with people we work with than the people we're married to or our children or our church. And so the, the, the amount of impact and the difference we can make in people's lives to raise up leaders and leaders of families and leaders in churches and organizations outside of work was enormous. And I knew that, that I was called to make a bigger impact. And, and I knew at that moment that I needed to become a better leader. And so uh, I came across this book called The Advantage by Patrick Lencioni. And I've, I've linked to that book on my bio page, by the way. And it talks about trust. And I, if, if you've got employees, a few or a lot, at the time I had 20 salespeople. I had like four, I had four, 40 employees and probably had 30 different subcontract crews working for us. All in all, probably had 150 people out in the field. It's quite a bit. And I realized after reading that book, something that had been weighing on me for a long time. I had situations where I had people uh, not just on the front lines that were trying to do things their way. But I had, I had even some people in leadership where we didn't have a foundation of trust. And um, I, had, uh, I had one person who uh, just wouldn't want to, he didn't want to grow. We had trust, but he didn't want to grow. And, I, and he didn't want to up his skill set. He just wanted to get in his groove and do it. And so I was very honest with him. And I said, look, um, with where you're at now, you can't take us where we need to go in this department. And uh, I'm going to pay for you to go, go to school. And so I, I paid for him to go to school, um, but he had to drop out. You know, he got married and he just, his life was busy and he didn't want to spend his time going to school. So I was very obvious with him or very honest with him, said, Hey man, I've, I've got to start looking around because I've got to have, the, I've got to have this strong here. And so within two weeks he quit. And, but I had a very, I had a very open and honest conversation with him because I cared about him, but he just, he didn't want to go where I wanted to go. Okay. That was one. I had another situation where I had a manager that uh, was in a way building his own kingdom. He was the big, he was the nice guy protecting the, his employees from big, bad Jason. And if you ever have a manager that positions themselves in a way that they're protecting their people from you. Oh, you, Hey man, I'm sorry to deliver this bad news, Brandon, but if, dude, if I don't tell you, if we don't get this right, man, Jason's going to come in here and we, none of us want that. Good, good cop, bad cop kind of deal. Yeah. That right there. Boom. That means that shows he doesn't trust you and they won't trust you. That's bad. Okay. You will never, you will never hear that from the leaders I have now. The leaders I have now make me, man, they make me look so much better than I am. That's just the fact. That's the kind of people they are. They're people of honor. They're people of honor. Okay. And honor and trust go right together. And so, uh, anyways, uh, I, I had a manager, a sales manager. And when I started digging in, he was running projects, taking, taking easy sales and getting the commissions off of those. Instead of instead of assigning those to his sales team like he was supposed to, cannibalizing his own team. Yeah. So, um, so I I had to fire him. Okay. 
And look, there's some of those things you have to do, but I I had let this I had let this grow to something, you know, pretty significant. And, you know, business is, you know, you may look at these big businesses, any big business, and you may think that they're a, a you know, a mountain of granite that they can't be moved. Business is fragile. And if you don't manage the details, if the details aren't managed, if the trust if the trust erodes, that whole bill that whole business can come down like a landslide, like an avalanche in a moment. Were you We've, were you scared? I mean, did, were you worried about making these changes when you you had 150 people working under you? So, uh, no, I was not scared because I I knew deep down that I was doing the right thing, and I don't I don't do anything without without prayer and counsel. Okay, and I knew I was doing the right thing, and it was gonna and it was gonna take a while. But we had to have a culture shift, and it it wasn't so much about them. It was about me, what, you know, what I allowed to happen, you know, what you permit, it becomes the norm. And that's what I had done. And it just, it, I, I realized that the company I had was not representing who I wanted to be. Yeah. And my customers weren't getting what I wanted them to get. And I wasn't happy with that. There's no amount of money that can make me feel good in that situation. I couldn't sleep at night with those type of things until I fixed them. And so I worked real hard for well over a year, more, well, way more than a year to right these wrongs, to replace people, to build people and to start championing and building culture takes time. Now, if you're not at that point yet, you can avoid those things. Yeah. You can, you can, you, you can become a credible leader. You can grow as a leader. You can work on your, your, your soft skills, which are really the hard skills to learn. And so, uh, but it, it takes recognizing, recognizing that it's important is one. And then deciding to grow. And, you know, one of the things I did was I started, I started reading a lot of books and me becoming a reader was just a, 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 an amazing thing. I never read a book cover to cover in high school. I used the Cliff's Notes, the little summary books yeah. <laughs> back in the day. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I was a smart test taker. I graduated in the top 10% of my class from the biggest high school in Texas. Okay. So I was a pretty smart guy, but I was never a reader. I was never a reader. And uh, and literally one day as a part of this, I, I literally, I'm just praying. I said, God, I need an upgrade in my skills. And I need to become a reader. And I need to become a better leader. And very quickly... I became, I became a reader with a combination of Kindle and Audible and noise canceling headphones. I would read and I would read and listen at the same time. Absorbing and with having that, my, my mind wouldn't wander anymore. Okay. And I just began chewing through books and learning and growing and implementing and learning and growing and implementing. And, and it just, it, it was transformative in my life. And of course I, I, uh, I, I, I hired a, I hired a, uh, a coach, a business coach. And I, I began networking and attending seminars and learning from the best in the business, those types of things. And I was working, I was literally spending almost all of my time working on my business and not working in my business. And, you know, we hear, we hear that term thrown around a lot, right? Well, you got to work on your business, not just in your business. It's true. And if you're, if you're in the fire, if you're in the prison, you know, if you're the hamster running on the wheel, you got to make some elbow room in your schedule. You've got to carve out some things. So there's some things that maybe need to be deleted 
some things that need to be simplified, maybe, but most likely there's things that need to be delegated that you're holding on tight to because you don't trust someone. And if you will delegate things out to people, empower them, you'll be surprised when people will rise to the occasion. We feel bad as leaders a lot of times and, and owners about asking people to work, about delegating to them because we need to be the, we need to lead by example. We need to do the hard work. Okay. Well, guess what? When you're doing, when you're doing what you can have someone else to do, you know what you're not doing? You're not doing the things that only you can do. If you don't delegate, I want you to get this in your mind. If you don't delegate, you're neglecting your business and you're neglecting your team. Period. I love that because that's counterintuitive, right? You think by, by them doing the work, that's you neglecting, but you're actually empowering them and allowing them to grow. Yes. And guess what? As a, as a, as an owner, when you try to do too many things, how many of those are you truly doing with excellence? Yeah. Not many. Jack of all. Give them a chance. They may, they may not do it as good as you, but when they can focus their attention on it and put more attention towards it toward than you could give it, they're going to exceed you really quickly. Yeah. They're going to exceed every one of my leaders around me is better than me at what they're doing. Yeah. Period. Everyone yeah, that I've noticed that in in uh with painter marketing pros as well. It almost embarrasses me, except now I've become used to it. I'll pass it off. I'll say, hey, this is how we do it. I'll, you know, build the whole SOP. This is how you're gonna do it. And then a, a couple weeks later, it's it's like three times better. I go, oh, man, I it turns out I actually sucked at that job. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. You know, and and another thing, you know, you know, we we've heard the term GSD, get stuff done or get blank done. Sure. We've been using that in our business for a long time. But a lot of us are great at what I call GSS, get stuff started. Uh, yeah. And then different people are good at actually getting it finished or getting it done. Yeah. And and so we we need to have both of those, get stuff started and get stuff done. Because being a leader, one of the things leaders do is they take risks. Yeah. You have to take risks with with hiring people. It's like, man, if if, if I'm sitting here in contractor prison, because I am, let's say, let's say I'm running the leads and I'm doing the sales and nobody can sell as good as me. Well, if I, if I start sending someone else out there on sales, I got to, that takes a cut into my bottom line. If I'm going to pay them a commission or a salary or whatever I'm going to pay them, that's going to, it's going to take a cut out of my bottom line. And then what if, what if they, what if they misprice it? And I lose money. What if they don't sell it at all? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's a risk in hiring people in any position, but what's the risk if you don't hire people? Nothing's going to change. You're just going to get older and tired. Yeah. You might have to take this, this kind of half step back to take two steps forward. That's right. And you may be young and full of energy right now, but trust me, I've talked to enough, talked to a number of guys who they're like, Jason, I wish I would have heard this from you years ago. I needed to hear this 20 years ago, Jason. I've talked to a lot of people that say that. Yeah, man. That's yeah. That's, that's rough. Um, I also, I, w- I want to highlight one other thing that you just said that I think could be easily missed. You know, this idea of working on rather than in your business. You, you said that right after you were talking about leveling up your own skill set. So you talked about how you became an avid reader. Um, and then you gave a little ninja hack, which a lot of people are not familiar with. If you actually listen to a book and read at the same time, you absorb it much better. But you saying, hey, I, I became an avid reader. I prayed. I figured out what I need to do. You know, you, you can only take your business as far as you are personally. So you leveled up your own skill. A lot of people wouldn't think about that when they think about working on their business. They think, oh, I don't have time to read. I don't have time to go take this course. I don't have time to listen to this podcast. I need to work on or in my business. But you working on yourself is you working on your business. So I just wanted to, wanted to highlight that. Absolutely. And it's like the goose that laid the golden egg. Yeah. 
We, we, we have to work on ourselves. And what my hack is this, okay? I'm, I'm a fast-paced guy. When I, every book that I listen to, I listen to a double speed in Audible. And, you're and read, so you're reading at double speed as well. Yeah, but you you, you talk way faster than they, they're going to talk on Audible. And you read even, most people read even faster than that. Okay. And so I, I, I turned it up to double. And I, I make notes on my books. I have a whole system that we could probably talk about how I do this another time on how I like synthesize that. the information that I read and implement it and how I bring it back to recurrence and learn it later and implement it. So um, we, we could, we could talk for an hour on that one subject, but that's been a, my, my personal productivity system has been, has been a key to empowering me as a leader as well. And I know there's a lot of people that uh, want to do these things, but they struggle with how to keep themselves organized with the, with the technology bringing the simplicity. And if you don't, if you don't, if you don't use technology to bring simplicity to your life, it's just going to, it's just going to make the, uh, make the, the uh, complications or the complexity exponential. That's what it's yeah. going to do. I want this. I want this personal productivity system. So I think I am going to take you up on that. I think we are going to, we, we should talk about it sometime. Time. We're going to find a time to do that. Um, all right. So I, I want to kind of summarize some of the things I've heard about you knowing that you have the right people, right. Or that you're being, you're being an effective leader. That person needs to trust you. Right. So if people are kind of like, Oh, I don't really know if this is the right person, or I don't, I don't know if I'm, if I'm leading well or, or hired the, you know, not a bad person. Right. But, but maybe the wrong person, they need to trust you. They need to, or should be willing to to take a temporary personal setback um, for the good of the company and be willing to kind of look out for their peers and never paint you as the bad guy, never play good cop, bad cop. Does that is that mostly summarizing it if, for people who are? Who yeah, are I, I would. I would say this. Yes, I, I would. But here's the thing: those are not things you can demand. Those are things you have to earn. There's a big difference. I can't demand those things. I have to earn those. And you know, trust is trust is built over time with one grain of sand. Yep. And it's and it's demolished in a moment with a bad decision. Water down that paint. That's right. Yeah. And if you'll cheat the customer, why won't you cheat me? Yeah. Shows a lack of integrity all around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jason, man, this is, this is incredible. Um, uh, you know, part, part one of a six episode series here. Do you have anything else, you know, and I know we've, I think we've done a pretty good job actually of, of staying really targeted with this leadership subject, um, area. And we'll circle back to it. All this stuff is obviously, all related to each other, but do you have anything else that you, that you want to discuss really targeted on leadership? Well, it, it, leadership one starts with you. You have to champion it. You have to be an ethical, credible leader who's constantly building trust. And it's those little micro decisions that, that you make in the moment. It's those micro decisions. How am I going to handle this? And Am I going to listen to them? And, you know, leadership is a big, big subject, but if, if you'll care about people, if you'll, if you'll draft, draw, create a vision for your company that includes room so that Jimmy and Joe and Mary and Sue say, wow, I want to be on that team. I can see myself on that team in five years from now. They'll walk, walk down the aisle with you together. Because it needs to be a win-win situation. And again, this is not about this is not about ping pong tables and sleeping pods and unlimited PTO. 
people people want to people want to put their skills to use they want to be valued they want to be in a, an environment of respect but but they want to add value and in a way they want to be they want to be a part of something bigger than what they're doing think about the people that volunteer in churches and other organizations they will take unpaid vacation to go volunteer for a worthy cause how much better if you can if you have a teammate that's not just there for paycheck yeah they're getting paid and compensated well and they should be but you can buy you can buy their hands with a paycheck but you have to earn their hearts and when you get their hearts okay you can do amazing things together yeah i love that so people can go to jasonwphillips.bio if they want to read yeah. your blog articles yeah so th there's a link to my blogs on there there's um there's a link to uh the book the advantage and you can get that in audible or in kindle or in paperback or whatever you want there's a couple other books on there but uh and there's all my links to you know facebook youtube uh everything connect up with me i'd love to connect with you with you guys and of course the uh the the marketing mastermind facebook group i'm yep. always i'm always in there as well love to connect with you there as well all right, Jason. Well, hey, man, this was an awesome, awesome episode one to this series. Uh, really appreciate your time. I, I can't wait to get uh, episode two recorded. Me as well. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks, man. If you want to learn more about the topics we discussed in this podcast and how you can use them to grow your painting business, visit paintermarketingpros.com forward slash podcast for free training, as well as the ability to schedule a personalized strategy session for your painting company. Again, that URL is paintermarketingpros.com forward slash podcast. Hey there, painting company owners. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Give us your feedback. Let us know how we did. And also, if you're interested in taking your painting business to the next level, make sure you visit the Painter Marketing Pros website at paintermarketingpros.com to learn more about our services. You can also reach out to me directly by emailing me at brandon at paintermarketingpros.com and I can give you personalized advice on growing your painting business. Until next time, keep growing. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.